This is your wake-up call. Club, the show you love to hate. From the east to the west coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a Yo 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 Angela is out what's poppin' Charlemagne Peace to the planet it's Thursday Yes it's Thursday Definitely Thursday I'm tired today now I'm gonna let y'all know Okay between all that dancing I was doing in here yesterday uh and a good um arm workout yesterday I'm tired. tired this morning. Oh, boy. Little, little muscles a little exhausted, but I'll be all right. We're going to make it, God damn it. All right. Okay? Yes. Well, it is Thursday. How? how but besides working bias. out, what, what else did you do yesterday? Anything anything entertaining? Anything fun? Anything at all? What was yesterday? What was yesterday? Wednesday, was Wednesday. man. Today's Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday, man. It's all a blur, man. I don't I don't, I'm not, I don't remember doing anything entertaining. You know what I did yesterday? Hmm? Uh, after we worked out, I rolled my wife to pick up the kids from school. <laughs> that was it. That was fun. That was it. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? Like right when you finish a good workout and it's just you and the wife together and you're, mm-hmm. you're talking and going and pick up your kids. Like, yeah. That's, that's life. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah. I was in the club t- tossing it up. No. I didn't even say, say that anymore. I didn't say that at all. You're not. <laughs> my, my, my kids picked up my kids yesterday from school and, you know, it was Subway Day. They wanted, for some reason, they wanted Subway. You st- Damn, man. Why you say my cameraman said gross? What's wrong with Subway? I like Subway. Subway. I haven't had Subway in a while, but I've, you know, yeah. I'm not going to ever diss nothing that I grew up on. Nah, my kids went to Subway great. yesterday, so I took them to Subway, and they got their Subway sandwiches. They were so excited to go to Subway. That's dope, man. Daddy got a foot long in the morning. Kids get a foot long later. That's what's <laughs> yeah, up. What's wrong with you, man? What? I didn't say <laughs> nothing, man. I didn't you, even man. say nothing, man. This guy's crazy, oh, man. This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even say nothing. <laughs> Who? We got anybody on the show today? Omar Epps and Charles Murray will be joining us. Hey, Omar and Charles got a movie coming out this weekend called uh, The Devil The Devil You Know. The Devil You Know. It's in theaters tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. So they'll be here to talk all about that. That's, that's black Hollywood royalty right there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Omar Epps and Charles Murray. If you don't know who Charles Murray is... Um, look up shows like Sons of Anarchy. Luke Cage. Look up shows like Luke Cage. Look up shows like, uh, you know, uh, Marvel's The Inhumans. I, it's a bunch of stuff. I, that, that's 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 the stuff I, you know, I watched. But he's had his hand in a little bit of everything. Absolutely. You know, I'm a Epps. He goes back from Third Juice watch. to, uh, you know, the Power Book now to Love and Basketball. Oh, come on, man. So many. The Woods. Is, yeah, so, he's been in so many different the things. The Wood. Mm-hmm. Why you say The Wood twice? <laughs> that's the name of his movie, I, man. I heard you the first time. I said it twice? Yeah, no, I didn't. I'm this guy saying, is crazy. You're starting early. This guy be making up stuff for no reason, man. You're starting early. Come on, man. What we got in front page news? Disney releasing more gay characters. We'll tell you about <laughs> it. We'll come back. <laughs> 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 ah, grow up! <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, after an eight-year wait, some sports at first. The U.S. men's national team uh, secured a spot Wednesday in the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Was that soccer? Yeah, this is soccer. This is football. Anybody big in here in soccer? Is that big? No? Nobody What do you mean is soccer big? Soccer is huge. No, no. The fact that the U.S. team finally made the World Cup. I don't even know what the World Cup means. Is that a playoff? That's like the Super Bowl of soccer, right? Is that the Super Bowl? Or is it the playoffs? I don't know. I don't watch soccer. I mean, I don't don't know. Ain't it like the Super Bowl of soccer? 
Oh, it's a tournament. tournament. Yeah. It's a tournament, so it's not so one it's, game. It's yeah, so it's like the playoffs, I guess. Mm-hmm. All I know is football. Okay, football, it's the biggest sport in the world. Absolutely. So now, now in the FIFA is a big video game. Yeah, based off soccer. It's big. It's big. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, Bruce Arians resigns as Buccaneers head coach. Uh, Todd Bowles will be taking his place. Dropping a clue bomb for Todd Bowles. Okay. Black man get a promotion. Mm-hmm. Head coach of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady coming back. Mm-hmm. All right. See if he can lead them to a Super Bowl. Now, Disney talks. You know, I don't root for it because I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Ain't that messed up? But you want the brother to do good. Not against my Cowboys. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys ain't in the way, sure. Your Cowboys are trash. But Disney, wow. uh, Disney execs say they want more gay characters. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, and one pansexual child. I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. And, and, and yet we don't have enough leads. Um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. Isn't that a contradiction? Huh? If you say, you know, you want gay characters just to be characters, but then you say you want more gay characters. Because the truth of the matter is, uh, how would I know these characters are gay? The only way you can show that they're gay is if, you know, you're doing something sexual, right? Unless you're doing some stereotypical stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Like I don't, I, I didn't know if uh, Goofy was gay growing up, right? Or Mickey Mouse, or Minnie Mouse, or anybody. Well, so Mickey, how, how well, would we know and now? A couple, so you can't say them. But well, you don't know their relationship, right? <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? Don't know what else they might have had an house. open relationship. They might have right. been polyamorous, poly, Polynesian sauce. You don't know. You're right. You don't know what Mickey and Minnie had going on. Right. All I'm simply saying is, how are we supposed to know characters are gay if you don't tell us? I don't know it. Like I see, like it's not said. like it's different when it's like you know race or something like you can see now you can see the representation when it's gender you can see the representation so how do you know when somebody is you know i don't know I lgbtq think, disney plus i didn't think anything about burton ernie that's not disney sir oh but they were definitely gay <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, that is one i can see why right? why how i just can see that one that was a, yeah, that's right there was an energy together that rubber ducky oh okay. my goodness now morgan replace one vowel and ducky you know <laughs> Mortgage rates are rising faster than they ever did. So if you're looking to purchase a home or thinking about it, rates are rising. At one time, rates were as low as 2.9. Now now they are 4.8. And lastly, Camden, this was was pretty uh, horrible. Uh, This morning, they're saying we investigated a possible contamination of milk at their early childhood development center. It was determined that a substance found in the cartons of milk was a sanitizer. Now, the sanitizer runs through the vending machines prior to the milk. Unfortunately, many cartons were filled with the sanitizer, and a bunch of students, two dozen students, had to be uh, rushed to the hospital after drinking this milk. I'm so confused. So, wait a minute. What happened now? The sanitizer was what? So, I guess in in these machines, when they run the machines, they clean the machines out Mm -hmm. first, and they have, I guess, some type of sanitizing solution that goes to the machines to clean the machines. But I guess the sanitizing solution wasn't all the way through. So when they started putting the milk back into the cartons, some of the milk cartons also had the sanitizer in it as well. And it made two dozen uh, students sick. I can't believe they're still serving kids milk. Milk isn't necessarily good for you. Okay, people say it's one of the top sources of saturated fat in the American diet. It contributes to heart disease and type 2 diabetes and Alzheimer's. It's like, why are we still drinking milk? I drink almond milk, though. I have no idea. Well, that is your front page news. And I'm lactose intolerant, by the way. So Get it off your chest. 
800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What up, what up? What up, Trav? What's up, Sean? Yeah, I miss you. I know you're not there, but I just let you know I missed you. But y'all, can I tell y'all something? I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little upset, y'all. Why, Why are you upset? upset? So, I was talking to this guy, right? Mind you, we was hanging out the other day, and we've been talking for like a good, like, almost a month, right? And y'all know this man tried to scam me yesterday. How you try to scam well, me? What'd he do? Like he so like when he woke up, right? It was like seven o'clock in the morning. He said he was going to my other room so he can play the PS5, right? Oh, you and hit? My, you hit Trav? Listen, can you listen real quick, Sean? <laughs> so something in my spirit literally was like, literally was like, yo, where's your wallet? So I got up and I checked my I checked my pants pocket and I said, you know what? Maybe I left it in the other room. So I didn't want to go in there right away. So. When he went to the bathroom, I went inside the room, I opened my wallet. I'm a creature of habit. I know how I put my cards and stuff. And I had, so he had my unemployment card sitting on top of my my EBT card, sitting on top of my regular bank card. And I never put my cards like that. How you get some ass and, and you on unemployment and EBT? You don't like deserve struggle. nothing. You need to get a job. <laughs> sounds like struggle. Okay, <laughs> Trav. <laughs> right. You, you need a job, Trav. All right. I'm trying. Listen, I have, I have charges. Well, salute to that man. I know that struggle D you gave him was good. <laughs> that was struggle, but go ahead. He, he took a picture of my card. Which so one? He took a picture of my bank card and my unemployment card and my EBT card. What's the problem? He want to make sure he got to know who you are. No, he was no. He tried. He was trying to. He was trying to scam and trying to keep my card. Well, that mean your D was whack. If he did that, that mean he had to get something out the deal. Okay. <laughs> you gave him that trash ass D. You gave him that trash ass D, and you ain't got no job. I got to get something out of this situation, Traff. Listen, Envy. Yep. I just dropped a single, right? Can mm-hmm. I send it to you? So you put it in your mix. It's really, really dope. Send it to me. Please play Trav single, man. Trav need it. <laughs> I hope you got it on streaming services, Trav. I do. They don't stream the services, but I have the clean version. All right. We'll send it over. I'm sending you healing energy, Trav. I'm sending you healing energy, man. Lord have mercy. Trav, he put an unemployment card on top of his EBT card. <laughs> God damn. That's struggle. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dominique from Duval. Duval. What's up, Dominique? <laughs> Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, Evan. Peace, King. Yeah, I want to give a uh, shout-out to my wife. I should get ready to do go on label, man. I hope she don't go on label while I'm out here on the road truck driver, man. Oh, man, how far are you from home? Uh, About 35, 45 minutes. I ain't too far. All right, well, get your ass home, man. Is this, this baby number one? Number four. Number oh, four, man. Okay. Number four comes fast. We just had four last year. Me and my wife had number four last year. Four don't play. Congratulations. Congratulations. Man, once, that's a big player. Yeah, once you go in label for number four, it's on, King. Well, hurry up. Hurry your ass on. up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Also, Charlamagne, I want to get one of your books, man. I got you. I'm going to send you a... Uh, what I got left up here? I got Anita Kopak Shallow Waters. I'm going to send that up here for you. I think your wife will enjoy that after she has the baby and she laying up in the hospital. And something to read, you know? Yes, sir. Most definitely. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed day. Put, put them on too, hold. At, and Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey yeah this is from malaria 
Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man. Yeah, good morning to y'all. First time, real quick, first time caller, long time listener. Love the show, guys. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. But um, I'm 20 years old, and I used to be a real social person. I'm the youngest of seven, big family, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's this, this generation is real weird, man, and, and I'm having a hard time really vibing and jiving with anybody at all. I hope you ain't calling up here for no advice because I'm the most, I'm very antisocial, especially after COVID. Yeah, yeah. My anxiety That's kicking, why. I don't want to be around nobody. Absolutely. That's why I mainly wanted to ask you, man, um, do you ever do you ever get a time where you might feel like, uh, you know what I mean, you need to go out, you, you need to talk to people, whether that be family, friends. I mean, I know you are surrounded by a lot of people, uh, you know, at home, but is there any time that you feel like you need to go in and get something out like that? Nah, well, no. Gentlemen, you got a lot of friends, though, that I got, come by the crib I, I, and all that, though. I got a nice, small got, circle of friends, and I got my therapist, and I got my wife. I'm good. Yeah, I think the same. Like, I got a, I got a circle of people, that, that and that's it. I, I, I think my circle is about less than, I know it's less than 10. It might be seven. But, yeah, I just stay with my circle. Yeah, I, I do go out, and I, I go out with my circle, but when I'm out, I'm, I'm in and out. It's usually business. But, no, nah, I got a strong team around me. That, that's you right. Know, the way my anxiety Checks set up, me, guys, me, and all that. The way my anxiety set up, and after COVID, like being a, you know, us being in the house quarantine, I just don't be around no bunch of random people all the time no more. Hello, who's this? Jeremiah Smith. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, I just don't understand how kids can automatically guns and shoot themselves. Like a three-year-old, fourteen-year-old playing with guns and shooting themselves is ridiculous. I understand fourteen, but three is wild. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, guess, bro. I guess a lot of times parents don't put the guns up or, or hide the guns, but. You know, a lot of times, you know, what, what parents do sometimes is they put the guns where they can grab it if there's a, a incident in the house. But a lot of times they don't think about their child or their children grabbing that gun, you know? Yeah, that's very scary. What, what story are you referencing in particular? That ain't come out of nowhere. What you talking about? It's three-year-old shooting himself. Really? Yeah, well, they did not with a regular gun. They are 15. Huh? How? Yeah. Where? Yeah, those Where's have... this story at? It's on. Um, if you look it up on Google, you'll find it on WMC. I know. I know that 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 gun got a safety, so that that's even that's even scarier. I mean, I mean, I know most guns do have safeties as, as a security thing, where you know, and and if you have a Glock, you know, usually you have to actually cock that Glock to be able to use it, which is a, which is a, I guess a form of safety. But I mean, parents should know that they should have some type of safety lockbox that you know, even if there's one with the fingerprints now, you can put your thumbprint on it to open it up fast or whatever it may be. But uh-huh. you gotta be you gotta be very very careful with those kids and guns because you know kids see guns, they look on TV, they think it's funny, they think it's cool, and you know. I'm looking at it man. right now. How does a three year old even lift up an AR-15? Jesus Christ. My goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got rumors on the way. Two queens of this hip-hop team were out and about last night shooting videos. We'll tell you about it. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, I just thought this was dope because I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear some new music. Uh, yesterday in New York City, we had both the queens actually recording videos. Uh, Nicki Minaj was recording her single with uh, 504 and Out in the City, and so was Cardi B. She was recording her single with Key Gla- uh, K-Flock out in the city as well. I just thought it was dope. I just thought it was two queens. They're getting back to music. They're shooting videos. I didn't think nothing of it. 
Uh, God bless uh, Barty and Nicki Minaj. They look like they was in the trenches. They were. Uh, I'm sure they had the proper security around them as they should have. I'm sure. And uh, I, I still don't want to see them in that type of element, though. Strictly for safety reasons. But I was just shooting a video. I know. But my, and when, I, when I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, I, I hope they got the right people around. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they, they did. did. I know Nicki did. I know Cardi did. But then I guess the trolls started saying that Cardi B was you know what, copying though? Nicki. You know what's crazy, though? What's that? I bet you both of them, Nicki and Cardi, were safer in the trenches than they would have been at the Oscars this week. Okay, because we ain't had no incidences of violence at either one of those videos. We've been talking about an incident of violence at the Oscars all week long. So salute to them. Well, both Nicki and Cardi B are from New York, and they you know they, they know how to touch the town. And Cardi B has a, a, a zillion and one BX dudes, and, and Nicki got a, a zillion and one Queens dudes, so I'm sure they were safe. But then they started trolling Cardi and said the only reason that Cardi was out recording her video was because Nicki was. I didn't see none of this. The producer just told me, so Cardi B actually responded. I be trying to be nice. I be trying to keep peaceful, but y'all not going to keep playing me. Let me say something. February 25th. That's when K-Flock manager sent me. Alright, cool. Y'all see that, right? Alright. Y'all be acting like I be moving on people's time and I move on Cardi B's time, alright? Now y'all see the dates right here. Let me make it really nice and clear for you. Now y'all say that it's March 15th, right? Now here's Cardi vocals. That's a little rough. Alright, that's March 15th. At the end of the day, Cardi B was working. Cardi B was rehearsing for a movie. Cardi B was doing Facebook. Cardi B even had to go to Europe for a deal. Like what? Barty, stop explaining yourself to people, okay? The internet cannot have a hold on your brain in that way. I wish I would explain myself to a bunch of folks that don't know me. All right, Barty, they are committed to misunderstanding you. They are committed to not liking you. Why are you explaining yourself to them? Stop. Well, I'm just happy they're both uh, back recording and shooting videos. All right? In the same way, you know, Cardi moves on her own time. Don't give them people none of your time. You well, know the truth. You know you know the truth. Like, who cares what they think? They're mm-hmm. going to talk anyway. Absolutely. Now, Black China, she was in the news yesterday. She posted on Twitter, Yesterday, I had to give up three of my cars. My reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support, I'm a mama. Then she posted, single, no support, child support. Mm. Then she put, practicing gratitude. Mm. Well, Tiger responded, I pay 40000 a year for my son's school, and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? Laugh out loud. Ooh, City Boy's up 700 points with that one. That was a nice one. Rob Kardashian posted, I pay 37000 a year for my daughter's school. I mm. handle every single medical expense. I pay for all of her activities, and I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support? City Boy's up another 700 points. That's 1,400 points in a checkmate right there. Tiger responded, how you pay 3000 less than me? Let Go me ahead. know the plug. Get on the phone, Kings. <laughs> Get on the phone with each other, and let's talk about it. Let's discuss, okay, the best route to pay less money uh, when it comes to your children, okay? But at least stay there for their children. Did she go. did she reply in any way? She did not respond. Hey, man. Hey. Now hey, I don't see nothing wrong with that conversation. I don't see nothing she wrong. She spoke, you know, what 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 was her truth? And they spoke <laughs> theirs. Okay? Made a best truth win. There you go. Now, uh, shout out to Mayno. You know, Mayno has the Kitchen Talk a podcast. It was just picked up on Fox Soul. Hey, salute to Mayno. All right. So uh, he has, uh, that begins on April 4th. He has Angie Martinez, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, DJ Envy. That guy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a great episode. And uh, they're all going to be on the program this year. So congratulations and shout out to Mayno on his Fox Soul deal. Hold on. So did they license the content that he already put out? Or this is new shows. I didn't sign off on anything, but uh, I guess it's uh, the content that he put out already. You 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 gonna sign off? Yeah, Mano's the homie. Yeah, yeah. Mano slaps.
Mano, Mano wouldn't slap me, but I'm sure Chris Rock said the he same thing. Probably wouldn't thing. slap you now because he's all that Beijing you got on Yo, your shut bed. Shut up, man. You know, I wouldn't want, you know, it's a lot of evidence. Shut you up. Know, slap you on the face. Now I got to do fingerprints. <laughs> Yo, shut up. And lastly, now Bruce Willis is, uh, Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting for a little bit after, mm. uh, am I saying this right? How do you pronounce this? Say it loud. Let me see. It's a brain Pass condition. it over here. Pass it over here. It sounds like see. aphasia, but I'm not Let sure. See. Let me give it a try. Where is it at? Top. Put your glasses on. No, it looks like a Disney character. I can't pronounce <laughs> that. That's All right, let's, let's try Spell it for the people. All right. A-P-H-A-S-I-A. Yep. Aphasia. Aphasia. I think aphasia. it's aphasia. I know her, too. You know her? Yeah. Well, aphasia is when you have the difficulty of speaking and comprehending. That's horrible, man. Yeah. Man, Bruce, Bruce Willis is 67. That's young. 67 is young nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to start losing my memory ever, but definitely not at 67. They said you, you start getting these when you uh, someone uses gibberish or can only speak in short spurts. So uh, he's stepping away for a little bit. And they said this usually happens uh, due to an injury of the brain. Damn, man. So what, he had like some brain trauma at some point in his life? They don't know. And when they say injury of the brain, was it a recent injury or something that happened to him before? Like, I want to know more about it. They're not saying. They say the diagnosis is confirmed with MRI or CT scans, uh, and he's stepping away for a little bit. I don't know why I thought that was a form of dementia. I don't know. I mean, I guess when when I just saw what the... uh, the conditions were. It is a form. Of oh, it is a form of dementia. Okay, okay. But you said it was, dementia is not caused by brain injuries, is it? I'm just telling you what they tell me. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. I, I really, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. Well, it can be. Like my uh, mother-in-law had dementia, uh, and she got hers from a car accident. Got Somebody you. ran into the back of her car, and you know when she went to the hospital and whatever, they had to fix her back. But that's how hers started. Got you. Got you. From got that you, accident, you. from that car accident. Man, that's horrible, man. Damn, definitely sending healing energy to Bruce Willis. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Joe Biden, he's going to try to help you guys with the gas. He's going to release some barrels. So we'll explain that and break that down when we come back. Now, also. Oh, man. Today is, I hate to say anniversary, but it is the anniversary of Nipsey's passing. Yeah, one time for the late, great Nipsey Hustle, man. Uh, Sending healing energy to his team and his whole family. It has been three years since he's. He's transitioned. That's right. And we miss his energy physically, but we will forever feel, feel it spiritually. That's right. So let's get on a Nipsey joint. Come on, man. What are we going to play? What let's, are we going to play? Let's do Victory Lap. Vi- oh, classic record. This is the first song off the uh, off the Victory Lap, Lap album. Classic record right here. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Have you taken a look at the general insurance lately? Switch to the general and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Yeah, man. Three years today since Nipsey transitioned. We miss his energy physically, but we'll forever feel it spiritually. Mm-hmm. Love that record right there. Find your purpose or you wasting air. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, with gas prices hitting a record high, a, a lot of states are taking off the gas tax to lower the taxes, I mean, to lower the prices a little bit. But now Biden is considering releasing a record amount of oil from the U.S. reserves. They have 600 million barrels of crude oil stored in underground caverns in uh, Louisiana and Texas. Nigga, crack open the emergency supply. You over here hiding things, Biden? Yeah, so that what they're saying is they're going to hopefully start releasing around a million barrels per day. What's, what's cracking, cuz? You've been, you been out here spending $7 <laughs> a gallon on gas and you've been hiding the stash? 600 million barrels. You've been hiding the stash? 
You got a stash and you ain't tell us? Ain't tell nobody. What's up, man? <laughs> Come on, lower these gas prices. That's ridiculous. And then what if he tells people that but then doesn't do it? Nah, he, nah he's going to start doing it. I mean, gas it. prices are ridiculous now. They Absolutely. $8.97 a gallon. Now uh, I made that up, but it's might as well be. Nah, it's six dollars in some places. Now Putin feels the Russian uh, military misled him. It's a nasty saying, name, Putin. <laughs> says they, first they said they're going to start pulling back, but the bombs keep dropping in Ukraine. They also believe that Russian military units are taking a beating, and that Russian militaries is not as strong as Putin believed they were. If, if Mr. Putin is being kept in the dark by his Ministry of Defense, um, when he does uh, learn the truth, when he actually begins to realize how badly his military is doing in Ukraine, uh, you don't know what kind of reaction that's going to cause in him. They say he's getting his ass handed and doesn't know what to do. I know Ukraine's so mad at Will Smith. Do they even know the Oscars happened? Are they wondering why things got so quiet for them this week? Yeah, because there's no internet, social media over there. For yeah, them. they don't even know. Mm-mm. They wondering why nobody from the U.S. responded this week. It's more pressing issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Will Smith and Chris Rock got into it at the Oscars. Not that right. We get back to you this weekend. They, they can't Maybe. hear us. They can't, they hear, can't us. hear us. No, no. Now, the governor of Arizona, it looks like he signs a couple of new bills. One is restricting, uh, restricting abortions, a 15 week abortion, uh, restricting trans athletes, and also requiring voters to prove citizenship. So now uh, 200,000 people, it will mm. affect mm-hmm. those people because uh, a lot of them don't have the, next, the necessary uh, proof of. Citizenship, so a lot of those people will not be able to vote in the next presidential election. That's not the only state that did that. There was uh, 19 other states that did that already. Was mm-hmm. it 19? I think 19 other states did that already. It's been 19 uh, other states that have implemented voter suppression laws. Right. And meanwhile, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is still sitting on the table. Meanwhile, you know, their course of action is going to be to tell us to go out there and vote and uh Large numbers. We're going to need the largest voter turnout in American history in the midterms, you know, to, 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 to fight voter suppression. No, how about, you know, fight voter suppression through legislation? How right. about that? And they believe the uh, the trans athlete bill was uh, after swimmer Leah Thomas, who won an individual title at NCAA Women's Division One Swimming and Diving Championship last week. They believe uh, she was uh, first on the men's team, and when she was on the men's team, I, they believe she he was uh, 462. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when uh, she swam on the women's team, she was number one. Now, what's that bill again? It just bans uh, trans women from competing in women's sports? Yeah. Not mad at, athletes, yep. Not mm-hmm. mad at that one. We can debate it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not mad at that one at all. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, who's joining us? Omar Epps. Omar Epps and Charles Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got a new movie coming out this weekend called uh, The Devil You Know. It's in theaters tomorrow, actually. Right, you know Omar Epps from a host of movies, from the Power Book series to Juice to Love and Basketball. And Charles Murray, he directed uh, Luke Cage, uh, Son of Anarchy. Uh, he was a producer on Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy, um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so we'll talk to them both when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club, Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. Yes, indeed. We got the good brother Omar Epps. Yes, good. indeed. And good. now we have director and writer Charles Murray as well. Welcome, Charles, brother. what up, King? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good. They are executive producing and starring in the upcoming movie, The Devil You Know. Yeah. What's that about? I think it's a beautiful piece uh, that Charles constructed, uh, wrote and directed it. It's a film about family, brotherhood, 
uh, morality, redemption, and it's intentionally told through the lens of our blackness. How did, how did the idea for the movie come about? 20, 30 years ago, just watching my family and thinking that these people would be good for like a movie or something like mm -hmm. that. And then the conversation about snitching came up. So if I was to do a movie about snitching, it would normally go, somebody snitches and then your friend tries to stop you. And I was like, well, what would that dynamic be if it was the family that had to like deal with it? Oh, you mean like somebody in the family snitched? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did yeah. that happen to you? Was that the situation? No, no, no. I mean, you know, but I come from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> you know, which was the murder capital of the United States for 10 years. So, you know, there was a whole lot of, you don't tell on anybody, you don't do this, you don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, but what if they did something heinous? And the fact that that was always a big conversation was interesting to me. And what would lead somebody to do it? What are your thoughts on snitching individually? We start with you, Charles. Uh, you know, it's, it's a case by case. You know, I feel like anybody who draws a hard line, you got to think about what if that was your family, that something had happen too. Mm -hmm. But is, if it's my brother, I'm going to have a lot of thoughts about it. You know, it runs deep in our community because it really goes back to slavery and us trying to look out for each other and we handle and police our own. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But where we are now, I know it's the whole conversation in the culture about if it's a civilian or this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, I think everything is relative to the circumstance. Nobody knows. That's what's exciting about this film is it, it's exploring this theme of what do you do in that moment nobody knows what they're gonna do until they're faced with it you know what i'm saying so obviously it's like yeah if you in the street game and da 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 da, da yeah there's rules that apply so that's easy that's the easy part mm -hmm. but if you rob miss johnson up the block and these young cats out here you know they gotta tone it down a bit you knock over the head she's 70 year old lady and you da da da, da and somebody saw yeah what yeah. you expect it to be. Yeah, I'm all about crime prevention. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even know why civilians have that conversation. Like, what does it matter if I see something and I say something? I should say something. Like you said, if I see an old lady get knocked upside the head, if I don't intervene myself, if I see the dude running up the block and the cops come and you see somebody, you goddamn right I saw somebody. He went that way. He yeah, was wearing but, such and but, such. Especially but, because you don't want the cops to stop at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. To be fair, it's like I think there's a lot of confusion amongst the culture and the community because there's been instances of innocent people trying to do the right thing and police go with them. I, yeah. I remember seeing somebody get hit by a car on Queens Boulevard and I called police and the way they harassed me it made me feel like I did the accident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, what, what were you driving? Where were you leaving? I'm like, none of that matters. I just seen a brother get hit. Like, get him an ambulance and because of that, now if I see somebody else get hit, will I call the police? Because the way they harassed me came in my crib and all that. I'm like, I'd have to take, take a, a second to think about would I help that person? Would I call the police for that yeah. person again? You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. And then to complicate matters, his character is the black sheep of the family, mm. right? And somebody who's done jail time and is, come, is recently out of rehab, still in rehab, actually. Yeah. And so he has been the problematic issue in the family. So they've surrounded him, and then that's put on him to decide whether he needs to do it or not. So, what, where do you find the time to do all of these movies, man? You're always doing a movie, doing a show. Like, when do you find the time, bro? I would throw that back on you. When do you find the time to do what you do? It's dedication. We mm -hmm. got this one shot at this thing we know is life, and this is what we're here to do. And for me, the thing that drives me is the power of imagery. Mm -hmm. I finally understand it now, after 30 years of this career. The power of imagery is everlasting. It's going to outlast me, but it can impact the future generations. I'm shocked that you say you just realized the power of imagery because I think about 
all the movies I've seen Omar Epps in growing up have influenced me in some way. Impact, yeah. Absolutely. I bought. A, I went and got a thirty-eight snub nose pistol because of Juice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I a positive influence. I'll say another one. People might get mad at this, but the wood to grab the butt game, like. <laughs> What? Where are you going with this? I'm just saying. <laughs> this guy always no. goes left. I'm just saying those were things we saw in movies that no, that was in athletics. That was that was in the, the seventies and all that. Right, God. The wood. You remember the wood? I do. When they was like, I bet you won't grab a butt. I dare you to grab a butt. Oh, okay, I get it. What y'all thought I was talking about? I'll never know because you always go somewhere left. So never know. I, know I was like, hey, wood, but damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never know no, no, no. But you know what? But think about this. Like I did juice when I was 17 years old. Damn. Everything that was happening was surreal to me. So mm -hmm. I'm not thinking in those moments, oh, 30 years from now, people still going to be talking about this. Mm -hmm. you know and watching it. You know who probably did think that was Tupac. Mm -hmm. He was only two years older than me. You know what I'm saying? But he was just plugged in in a way of everything that we're doing as artists is gonna outlive us. Mm -hmm. Now your wife, but, that, but that's what I was gonna say. I was working with your wife in the movie. Cause you said, yeah. not just your wife, your daughter did music yeah. for the movie too. Yeah, yeah, so my wife, this is her first film, but she's been putting in the work too. She's been training with the great Tasha Smith and it just came about organically. Like we, as, as we were trying to figure out, well, who could be good for this? One day Charles calls me like, you know who be good for this role? And I'm like, who? He's like, your wife. And I was like, damn, I should have thought of that, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And then even with the music thing, because we did it on a shoestring budget. So, you know, uh, we would be having conversations and I was just like, you know, what are we going to do about music and, and which scenes you want songs in and stuff like that. And he was like, because uh, my daughter, Kamari, my youngest daughter, she's an aspiring uh, singer songwriter. And he was like, well, we'll figure something out. Just let them cook something up. So her, her and my wife went and cooked up something fire. And, and she has two songs in the movie. Yeah. That's dope. From, a, from an actor perspective, she plays your sister-in-law in the sister movie. Sister-in-law, yeah. That's a different dynamic from wife. So how does that change when you're acting? What do you? How do you adjust? For me, there was no adjustment. It was more about, you know, making her feel comfortable. And that was one of the other things. And, and Charles is a big part of that in terms of creating an environment on set, with, not only with the cast, but with the crew. In a professional aspect, I was, you know, hands off. Like, that's his job. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I would see things like we doing certain scenes, but I'm like, I ain't trying to have an argument so you, in the, when, we, when we rap. So you, never <laughs> said, you never said, nah, babe, you know, you could do this better. Nah, I just, Smart because, man. you know, I just said, was like, that's not my job. Yeah. You, I saw on the Today Show with Holden and Jenna, you said that taking breaking up off the table yeah. helped your marriage. Expound on that. It's as simple as that. Like, when you take breaking up off the table, it changes the whole dynamic of how you deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. It's not about the happy times. It's about when the turbulence is, is there. And for me, it really impacted me, like, because you don't have that card to pull out no more. Mm -hmm. You know what, and, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's this argument, conflict, misunderstanding, whatever it is, you, you're handling handling it in a way in where, well, we're going to be together after this. Well, I feel like in a lot of relationships, the pacing of it is you could always just be like, I'm out. It is challenging, but I think it's been great for us because you just handle things with care. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm right, mm -hmm. you know, about whatever, but it's all trivial, right? We have a beautiful family. We have so much to be thankful for. Let's lean into that. I also operate from my ass, God forbid, but if something were to happen to me, I want her to be good. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Obviously, mm -hmm. I want my kids to be good, but it's just like, I kind of move from that aspect too. We're supposed to go through these trials and tribulations. That's a part of life. But when you get a partner that's willing to walk through that fire with you, and still love you, that's 
a blessing from God. All right, we got more with Omar Epps and director Charles Murray, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Omar Epps and director Charles Murray. This year is the 30-year anniversary of Juice. Now, with all these, these remakes, would you ever think about doing that over? You see where the segue is going? They're really good at what they do. <laughs> Answer really the man's sneaky. question. <laughs> now, um, nah, I think you could. You know, there is one film that I've done, which I won't say now, but that I definitely, I could see it. And um, we're trying to put that together. But Love I, basketball? That's easy. another one. Low hanging. <laughs> nah, I can see it. Now, nah, you know what? To you. Me and Gina, uh, Prince Blywood, who wrote and directed that, we actually had a conversation about that. And we both agreed that it's like certain songs you just don't touch, right? Mm -hmm. Like Reasons. Right. It's one of those songs you just don't Ooh. cover, don't make a remake, <laughs> just leave it alone. Correct. You know? And saying this humbly. You see what I'm saying? But just leave it alone. And I think Juice is just one of those films that you just leave it alone. I mean, the easy, it's just low hanging fruit. Like, and no disrespect to Juice, but nah. I mean, you could do a new generation version. You could be like, oh, Bishop had a baby nobody ever knew about. And blah. it's like, it's all too easy. It's just like, let's keep progressing because we have so many more stories to tell. You know, I unpacked uh, on my TV talk show last season. I unpacked Juice from a mental health perspective because the older I got, I realized how many people in that movie were actually dealing with mental health issues. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I read somewhere that uh, Bishop actually, in another version, he committed suicide. It wasn't that he committed suicide. It was does Q drop him intentionally off mm -hmm. the roof or as we had it in the film, he slipped out of mm -hmm. his grasp. Which I thought was a more powerful ending, mm -hmm. and they you know talk I mean? and they talk about you know throughout the whole movie they talk about Pac being crazy, Pac being crazy, yeah, and they talk about his father being crazy, and then yeah. Rodimez makes mention to he got violated in jail, so he might have been dealing with those type of issues, and it's just like yo, it was so much different underlying things we didn't see in Juice at the time, and that's why I think it's such a beautiful piece because you just planting no seeds, and the reason loving basketball would be great is simply because it did end. Almost like you could go anywhere with that. Y'all got a family now. People love you and Sanai's chemistry on screen. Y'all might got a couple kids that play basketball. Yeah, but see, that's the easy way to go. You would have to break that up like they're not together. You know what yeah. I mean? They got a kid and how does that work? I don't know. It's just, you're right. There's so many different ways to go with it. Yeah. So let's just leave it alone. Going back to what you were saying about mental health, if you think about that run of films, Juice, Boys in the Hood. That's right. Minister Society. Society. That's right. If you look at all of those movies, they were in distress. That's right. You know, That's right. They had to normalize. Right. And that. So I think you could say that era of filmmaking for black folks was about surviving what was going on around them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think that's a really dope idea. That Man, that's interesting you say that, Charles, because it's like back, we were looking at those movies as just culture, but what we mm -hmm. did was turn our trauma into culture. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't even look at that as trauma. Yeah. That's just the way things were. the Bronx, that's where cool. hip-hop comes from. Yeah. Buildings being torn down, music being taken out of the schools, that trauma became hip-hop. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I think that there's a whole arc of emotional trauma moving through our art you know i think that most of it has been about us finding a way to find normal mm -hmm. mm. i fly a lot now i'm noticing i'm seeing more and more of black movies on planes mm. loving basketball juice how important is having a, a good attorney when you're doing it because you have to get residuals and all that when them movies pop up on planes and all that has to or not or not that's really all you need in this business is a good attorney 
So, you know, obviously at this point, I know how to re read a contract myself, but, you know, the law game is its own verbiage and blah, 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 blah. But I'm always like, well, what about this? Oh, nobody ever asked for that. Well, let's say, I mean, the worst they can say is no. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And at this point in my career, it's like, I'm solely about ownership. I have to have a piece of it. I don't have to own the whole thing, but you know, if something happens to me, this gotta go to my kids mm -hmm. and their kids and so forth and so on. And I, it's really difficult to do in Hollywood. It's way easier to do in music. Like with Charles, we've had these discussions like, this man, if you look at his resume, everybody should know who he is. Mm -hmm. But the thing is he speaks the truth in certain rooms and he makes them uncomfortable. So when we had the opportunity to, to, before the opportunity came, when we were just talking about it, I was like, yo, I'm in with you. We in the trenches and we gonna get this done. And I think it sucks that it took us this long, but I believe in divine order and divine poetry. So when the timing was right, I guess the universe opened up like, yo, it's time for y'all to deliver this film. What's, what's more fulfilling? Is it more fulfilling to get a big budget movie made or to do something like this? You know, where you invest in your own money Hiring your own people, what's more fulfilling? Well, it depends on how big the bag is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it's a balance, right? It's yeah. a balance of both because the thing that comes with quote unquote ownership is greater responsibility. For me, at this point, was more fulfilling. I understand that it's not about me, it's just having something that will go on. So, like Envy just said, when he watching these movies on the plane, they're selling those IPs mm -hmm. that I don't get a piece of that sale. Residuals come from the union and residuals go down the longer the thing is playing. Mm -hmm. So you might see a, che a check for $15 and make you mad. Like this, the paper costs more to print, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but that ownership piece when they're like, oh, we're going to make a deal with Delta to have it in uh, for the first quarter for $25 million. Who has points on the back end? They going to get a piece. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes, hey, if they come with a, a huge bag, Take that best. Like everybody doing these Netflix deals, there's a reason. When they be like, here's a hundred million dollars, be like, yeah, let me tally this up. It's gonna take a long yeah. time for me to try to make something like that. Mm -hmm. You know they're gonna own everything. Mm -hmm. And that's also why a lot of the younger creatives are, are not going there. Well, digital has ebbed it out too. Because when you think about music, the introduction of the four track mm -hmm. was what changed how people had to look at musicians because now you can make it sell it out of the back of your car. You don't have to go through the system. I have to go to a studio anymore, right? Exactly. So now with the advent of digital on this side, you're gonna have more people. Cause if you think about what he was talking about, you think of juice, love and basketball, that path was narrow. But now with digital, you get Issa Rae, you get, you know, Lena Waithe, you get Justin Simeon, mm -hmm. because the you can make a movie off of this now and you don't have to go through the system. The system has to come to you. Mm -hmm. So you can have more ownership. And I think that's the thing that's more important when you think about a big budget versus something small and intimate is that you have ownership. My first movie, I made for $300,000. Things Never Said. Omari's in it. Shinola Hampton's in it. Mm -hmm. That movie belongs to my oldest child. Wow. My second movie, A Cold Hard Truth, Dorian Missick, Simone Missick, that belongs to my youngest daughter. Wow. They're in my trust for them. So having that sort of control is way more important than having somebody throw a big budget at you so that you eventually do work for them. With all the movies that you did, what was so hard? Because you it's not like you're a new director. You have history. You have hits. You have 
movies and sitcoms and things on the board that have made a lot of money. Why was it so difficult to get this one done? Blackness. <laughs> I thought she was gonna point at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, because there's still the belief that African-American dramas don't sell. The narrative of uh, the studio system is, we're gonna tell you one thing, and when it changes, we're not gonna tell you that it changed, mm -hmm. right? So when the narrative is set, people like to stick to the narrative. The narrative for us is black folks don't go see X. They don't talk about that we've been conditioned to only wanna see X. And that's why they put only X out. Mm -hmm. And when you come along and say, hey, I wanna break that narrative, they go, what's wrong with you? Don't do that. We had money for it earlier, but we didn't have enough. And I was like, I'm not pushing that needle. I'm not pushing it forward. I'm not pushing that button to make it until we get a budget that's at least ample enough that we can afford this person and that person. You know, so going into rooms a lot of times and saying, like he was talking about the contracts. Guys, I, I read the contracts. I study this stuff. I know exactly why Soderbergh makes movies for $5 million. I know why Jason Blum makes movies for a $1 million to $2 million. Give us the same thing. You Either you're giving us profit, you're giving us money, you're giving us ownership, but you're gonna have to give us something. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to respect what this is. So when I have these conversations, they go, mm, he's a difficult person. Because mm. he knows. Yeah. He's educated. Yeah. Correct. You don't want to educate a Negro here. You know, okay, they, yeah. they, I mean, and listen, a lot of the support that I've had has come from the majority culture, but they also go, well, here's a lane. Don't you want to stay in this lane? I go, no. It's about progression. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I see Puff with Revolt or how Jay had titled or, you know what I'm saying, even what you guys are doing, it all leads to the distribution point. Mm -hmm. That's what we got to own. We was taught you got to get manufacturing. You got to mm -hmm. press up your mm -hmm. own CDs and all of that type mm -hmm. of stuff, not thinking about where you going to sell it at. And you got the Master P's and we got people who are legendary and moving the, the two shorts, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, moving out the trunk. But now when we're dealing with this, we still dealing with their platforms. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When we gonna get behind ourselves and have our own platform. You but know I think saying? digital changes that, right? Because I didn't know you guys until YouTube came into existence. Mm -hmm. and I watch you all the time. I, that's how I met Claude Anderson. That's why I bought his book. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of the dream situation, you have to widen the dream. Mm -hmm. You have to say, I, I need mm -hmm. to get to my audience. Mm -hmm. I need to create my audience, however that comes about. And I'm going to celebrate the fact that I actually get to get my story out. How did, how did that work for you, Charles? Because, you know, you like, like you talk about Luke Cage, but, you know, you also was a part of the Inhumans and, mm -hmm. you know, Sons of Anarchy. These are big, big. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy became such a big franchise, but right. these are, are other two are already big titles in the comic world. How did that work for you? Like, as far as, like, I guess, back in and things like that. Well, not do not because I was a I was a player. I was okay. a cog in the wheel. But that's what made me sit down at my kitchen table and say to my wife, we're making this film when I made Things Never Said. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you can learn this business or you can create for this business. Mm. And so I decided to learn it. All right, well, don't move. We have more with Omar Epps and Charles Murray. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Omar Epps and director Charles Murray. 
Charlemagne? I want to ask y'all both a question. You know, this is Black Hollywood royalty. What are your thoughts on the Will Smith-Chris Rock altercation from a, from a Black Hollywood perspective and just a Black male perspective? I'm going to keep it simple. Like, I got respect for both of those men, and I think that they'll work that out behind closed doors. And it was just, you know, it's a moment. We're human beings. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Sometimes... Things happen. Do you ever look at yourself and say, what would I do in that situation? I mean, we all. sides of the fence? We all do. You know, it is what it is. And blessings to both of them and, and both of their families. What about you, Charles? Uh, I think a great lesson can be learned from it. You know, going back to what you were saying about mental health. Mm -hmm. Will has unpacked a lot this year. Mm -hmm. More than he ever has. And like finally came out of the perfect image. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe if this had been a year ago, he wouldn't have done that. It can be a cautionary tale because this business is all about making you feel like you're one of one. Mm -hmm. The problem that comes with that is that you remove yourself from yourself and you can't recognize things that are coming and then it happens and you're like left with in the aftermath. But I think you can look at that moment and learn from it that you might not want to work on being perfect. You might want to work on being... You. Oh, yeah. yeah. And whole. You said something really deep real quick that I wanted to jump on is when you say this business makes you feel like you're one of one. And that's such a true, true statement. One of the biggest problems is that we don't work with each other. We're like, there's a piece of cheese in the middle of a labyrinth and all the rats is going to scurry in to get the cheese and you get the little piece and try to drag it, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. take it over there instead of working together. So when we're talking about what you do for a living, what you do for a living, what we do for a living. If he didn't believe in me and I didn't believe in him, this film would have never got made. Mm -hmm. We, as an energy force, were able to attract the other pieces. That's what we got to start doing. You know what I mean? So we can stop complaining about the system. This is why I, I agree with, um, I forget where he said it, but when Tyler Perry said, you worrying about having a seat at their table, we got to build our own no. table. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. We're afraid to fail together. That's right. But all we worried about is succeeding together. It's like, you know, if we're going to make this investment, it's all a, a chance at the right, end of the right. day. But you'll, you you want to fail with them, but you won't, you don't want to fail with your own. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is like, let's not forget that Tom Cruise audio Thank from you. Mission Impossible 7, Thank where you. he like had a meltdown. Yeah. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Mel Gibson. You know, Mel Gibson, you know. Yeah. But you also have to understand that that spotlight is bright. Nobody's going to protect you mm -hmm. if they think they can make money off. Of you. Mm -hmm. They'll protect you from yourself to make money off of you. But are they really looking at your heart and your soul and saying, hey, that's more important than the dollar amount you're putting in my account? Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen that often in this business. That's why we have so many suicides and, you know, alcoholic deaths and, mm -hmm. and drug deaths and things like things like that. And they move on. So I think that when we talk about our businesses, you know, music, whatever is creative. Again, it comes back to understanding mental health. It comes back to understanding they will push the narrative forward as long as it brings them cheese. Mm -hmm. And what he's talking about looking out for each other is very important because once you get in those camps, guess what you become? One of one. Mm. You're the only black dude or you're the only black woman or you're the only black non-binary person. Mm -hmm. You kind of go, yeah, but this is what I have to do to get to. No, you don't. But you don't know that 
because you keep following that narrative. Wow, a lot of gems today. Make sure y'all go watch The Devil You Know, man. Comes out this Friday, and we appreciate you guys for joining us and, and giving us some gems and, and that Thank jewelry you. this morning. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank and, you. And it's, it's in theaters? It's, it's AMC yeah, theaters. AMC okay. theaters exclusively. Shout out to a sister named Nicole Denson Randolph, who is in charge of inclusivity. She was the one who got behind this. And I mean, she's a friend of mine. We were assistants together. And this is what we're talking about is that you spread the wealth by spreading yourself to people who you can help and they can help you. It's what the main culture has done in these creative businesses from the beginning. Mm -hmm. exactly. They just change their last name sometimes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you don't know that they're cousins or, you know, you don't know that they're brothers. You don't know that, you know, like people are always surprised when they find out that Nick Cage is Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that family thing matters to them. That that connectivity matters. And we got to get more toward that. Instead of looking that way, we got to look this way. Absolutely. Shout and out that, to Keisha and Kamari. Yeah. On that note. Let us know oh. how we can um, fund the screening or something, man. Let's do that for this Friday. Just fund the screening. Just fund yeah. the screening. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> yeah, so I'll send you the list of theaters and you can see. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 let's absolutely. do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's Omar Epps. It's Charles Murray. Mm -hmm. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. No Thank job. you. Thank you both. <laughs> my daughter loves this song. Word. Yes. Okay. Okay. This and Bruno. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Oh, I'm in the car with them. They have to hear this. And who the hell is Bruno? Oh, we don't talk about Bruno for the love of Bruno. Oh, my goodness. I'll be saying that song all wrong. I just know it's Bruno. There's Bruno. And Kanto. Drop on a Clues Bomb fan, Kanto. Encanto. Is it Encanto or well, Kanto? Whatever it is, Encanto has been a great distraction for the past month and some change. <laughs> All right, if you want to sit down and, you know, let some kids just be amongst themselves for a while, turn on that damn Encanto. Absolutely. Encanto. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, you tired of this uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock stuff yet? No, because it's really we really starting to discuss the things that we should be discussing in regards to the Chris Rock uh, Will Smith situation. Go. Well, Wanda Sykes, she was with uh, sitting down with Ellen DeGeneres on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she spoke about her feelings. You know, we were the host, right? So we were the. This is our house. We're inviting you in. We're hosting. We're keeping. We're gonna take care of y'all tonight. Make sure you have a good time. And no one has apologized to us and we worked really hard to put that show together and as soon as I walked up to him the first thing he said was I'm so sorry and I'm like why are you apologizing he's like it was supposed to be your night it was supposed you and Amy and Regina y'all were doing such a great job I'm so sorry this is now going to be about this because that's you I mean that's who Chris is yeah she also talks about uh how she felt after seeing it and I just felt so awful for my my friend you know Chris and uh and, and it was it was sickening. It was absolutely. I physically felt ill, and I'm still a little traumatized Me by too. it. Me too. You know, it, it, that's interesting, right? Because everybody's what? traumas show up different. And I saw people upset that you know, uh, I think Amy Schumer and Wanda said they are traumatized by this situation. What is it? What does traumatized mean? To like, I'm I, like when people say that. What does that mean? That when they go on stage now they're nervous because that's they feel what somebody I, might yes. slap them. I feel like you know because they're performers. But we didn't. We've seen they, this before though, right? On not, not on this level though. 
So when you see somebody like a Will Smith get up and smack somebody like a Chris Rock at the Oscars, that means it could be on site anywhere if it happens there. So I, I can see how in the back of their mind they may think people may run up on stage and, and smack them. So I can see how that, that could be a little traumatic for performers, for stand-up comics. No, she has some more to say. For them to let him stay in that room and enjoy the rest of the show and accept his award, I was like, how gross is this? This is just the wrong message. You know, like you assault somebody, you get escorted out the building. Yeah, they say that they tried to escort Will out, but Will said no, he wasn't leaving. I don't believe that. I, I think that's a damn lie. I think that the Academy is just trying to save face right now. I don't believe that. Because if they, they asked that man to leave the building and he didn't leave the building, they would have had security coming as caught him out the well, building. Exactly. Then again, maybe not because it was a live show on TV. They, so they knew what they wanted. They didn't want that man to leave. They knew that he was about to win the best actor. They knew that everybody was going to tune in. They knew they'd probably get a spike in ratings when he gave his acceptance speech, which, he, which they did. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they asked that man to leave. Well, yesterday, Chris Rock performed out in Boston. It was a sold-out show, and he addresses a little bit of what went down. He said he got a standing ovation before he even came out, right? Yeah, before he even came out. You know, he. I mean, I get what he said. He said, I wrote a whole show for this whole tour. So, you know, this is something that he's still processing. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a, sure. That, that's a whole other special right there. Absolutely. I'm glad that the crowd poured into uh, Chris the way they did, though, because I'm sure he needed it. And, you know, and I've been mm-hmm. telling y'all all week, you don't know, you know, what childhood trauma was triggered from Chris being humiliated like that. Like, I, I love Will Smith, but Will is clearly in pain. He's hurting. And he projected that on Chris. Now Chris has to carry that on top of what he was already dealing with. And Chris has already told us he's been in therapy multiple times a week dealing with the trauma of being bullied his whole life. So I'm glad he felt uh, that love last night. But not only that, now what, what's going to happen was it's probably going to be a problem on a lot of these shows is there was a heckler shouting Will Smith's name and the heckler was uh, <laughs> escorted out of the building and Everybody want to be a comedian. Why did the five fingers say to the face? You're just yelling that from the crowd uh, over stupid. and over. It's stupid. So Chris Rock <laughs> asked when he was escorting the guy out, is this how this tour is going to go? Yes. And the bad thing about it, those tickets aren't cheap. So you pay you pay for tickets to to heckle Chris Rock and get thrown out. What if the heckler refuses to leave? Oh, they gonna throw his ass exactly. out. Exactly. That's how you know out. the Academy line. They gonna throw his ass out. Okay. Chris Rock gonna stop the show and throw his ass out. I wonder how Chris feel on stage now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because people don't like trauma is just an emotional response to a terrible event. That's it. Right. So I wonder how he feels on stage now. Like with this, you know. And are people going to try to be funny and yes. act like they're walking up to the stage every time he's no. on stage now? He better not. Mm. You, heard, you see what Wiz Khalifa said. Wiz Khalifa said, you jump on stage while I'm performing, you're going to get shot. Well, that's what armed security is for. <laughs> that's what armed security is for. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour, man. Uh, first of all, I want to salute this young lady who's way smarter than I was in high school because I feel like now I could have got a bag after seeing what she did. But uh, there's a teacher in Texas named Benji Arnold who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, okay? Because he don't know how to mind his business when that goddamn Pledge of Allegiance comes on. Oh okay? We'll right. talk about it. All of us couldn't stand. I grew up a Jehovah Witness. All right? We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get to that next. And also, of course, we're celebrating the life of Nipsey Hussle. Man.
Uh, this is the three-year anniversary of his passing. He transitioned three years ago today, and, um, you know, we, we, we miss him physically, but we forever feel him spiritually, man. Salute to my guy, Nipsey Hussle. Salute to his whole team. Salute to his family, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's get into another joint. Uh, Blue Laces 2. Ooh, see, now you're playing some joints. It's the Breakfast Now you're acting like you know music. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I hate you. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here with news from one of. They just partnered with the Grammy Awards for exclusive NFTs, and you can win a pair of tickets to fly out the next year's Grammys simply by claiming a free NFT at oneof.com. For rules and to claim your free NFT, visit oneof.com by 7 p.m. April 4th. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for Friday, March 31st, goes to a sociology teacher named Benji Arnold. Okay, Benji Arnold is a sociology teacher at a Texas high school, and uh, he's a prime example of a person using their position of power to harm people. See, Benji is a proud American. All right, nothing wrong with that. Okay, he's a proud, patriotic human, and he doesn't like when people don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, listen. I grew up Jehovah Witness. Okay, dropping the clues bombs for all the Jehovah Witnesses out there. Okay, field service forever. Ain't going to no damn field service. So listen, we never pledged allegiance to the flag, but we stood for it. Okay? Why didn't Jehovah Witnesses pledge their allegiance? Because they believe their allegiance belongs to God's kingdom, which they view as an actual government. Okay, they refrain from saluting the flag of any country or singing nationalistic songs, which they believe are forms of worship. But they do stand out of respect. We used to stand out of respect. Okay, man. Hey, here's the thing. When someone doesn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, mind your business. Okay, you don't know what that person has going on. It could be religious reasons. It could be physical reasons. That's what happened to my father, okay, on 9-11-2013. All right, dropping the clues bombs for my pops. All right, Larry. Club Cowboy, Kiffield, South Carolina. What's happening? Uh, Cowboys versus New York Jets, MetLife Stadium. All right, my father's minding his business, had an injury that prohibited him from standing. And, you know, also, he grew up Jehovah Witness, too. He was a Jehovah Witness when I was younger. He got his fellowship. That's another story. But if he could have, he would have stood during the anthem out of respect. He just wouldn't have pledged. Well, it was an older Marine sitting near him. And when my father's uh, wife tried to go to the bathroom later, that Marine didn't forget. And he wouldn't move out the way so she could, you know, get out of the aisle to go to the restroom. Simply because they didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. So that was his get back, right? Needless to say, a little kerfuffle ensued, and my father tased him. Okay. The moral of the story, mind your damn business when people not standing, not pledging, whatever it is, okay? Because you don't know what the situation could be. And since Benji Arnold didn't mind his business, a young student in high school won $90,000. It wasn't for a religious reason, though. She ain't even have no injury. Let's go to ABC 13 Eyewitness News for the report, please. Attorneys say a years-long legal case tied to the Pledge of Allegiance at Klein Oak High School has come to an end. Jeffrey Blackwell is litigation counsel for the civil rights group American Atheists and an attorney for the plaintiff. 
He says the Klein Oak case was about a student identified in court records as M.O. sitting out or declining to participate in the Pledge of Allegiance at school. She spoke back in 2017. I also believe that we live in a country where there isn't justice and freedom for all, and so I'm not going to stand for a pledge that says there is when there really isn't. The student's mother filed a lawsuit against the school district and several staffers, accusing several of them of retaliation and discrimination as a result of the student's stance. Blackwell says the defendants were dismissed from the suit over time, except for one teacher, Benji Arnold, who agreed to settle the case. American Atheist says the Texas Association of School Boards, a risk pool, paid $90,000 to resolve the case. Man, that was actually KPRC2 News uh, with that report, but drop on the clues bombs for that young queen, man. She's in high school. Wow. High school thinking like that? Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's jealous, okay, because this is the second person I know who got a nice chunk of change because they were harassed by someone who couldn't mind their business simply when a person chose uh, not to pledge allegiance to the flag and the republic for which it stands, okay? I got to salute that young queen who even had the wherewithal to file this lawsuit because I know for a fact in high school, my dumb ass would have just been in the principal's office for refusing to do something uh, like that. And I wouldn't even have realized I was being harassed because I would have just accepted the fact this guy is a teacher, so he has the authority to press me, but I don't have to do a damn thing that I don't want to do, but I, but I wouldn't have thought to sue. Listen to this queen's reasoning again. Listen. I also believe that we live in a country where there isn't justice and freedom for all, and so I'm not going to stand for a pledge that says there is when there really isn't. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. They didn't release her name. That's why I'm not saying her name. But you know as a teacher, Benji, okay, Benji, instead of attempting to force and bully kids into saying one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all, how about ask them why she feels that she lives in a country where, where there isn't justice and freedom for all? I guarantee you'll learn something, Benji. Okay, I know Texas is like a country all to itself, but the reality is uh, this young student is right. And that's why you have people out here simply trying to keep America honest. That's what she's doing. Okay, she's not asking for anything more than what has been promised, which is liberty and justice for all. Okay, one nation is true. This is one nation, but indivisible is a lie. Okay, because indivisible means unable to be divided or separated. Negro, please. All right. We've been divided and separated from the start. All right. They need to replace indivisible with invisible. Because from the start, you have not seen certain groups. Okay, if you did, all right, you didn't see us in our totality. That's what the whole three-fifths compromise was. Clearly, if you couldn't see us in our wholeness, then parts of us were invisible. So let's replace indivisible with invisible. Invisible is how so many people feel in this country because white people with privilege don't see the plights of other people. So when a person says they refuse to pledge allegiance because they feel like they live in a country where there isn't justice and freedom for all, uh, liberty for all, and they're not going to stand for a pledge until there is, then how about as an educator, you figure out ways to help us get there instead of continuing the marginalization that currently has that young woman feeling the way she feels in the first place. Okay? Kathy Griffin, please. Do the please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> And, and Chelsea Handler, you want to get in on on, on Benji Arnold? Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. There's really no reason to play a game of guess what race it is because it is Texas. And I mean, Benji Arnold. It don't get whiter than that. Like, look how white this man is. He could be on a, a piece of currency. He could be on a dollar, a $5 bill, a $20 bill. This is a white, this is white, white. This is wooden teeth white. It's, he's white. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, he's white. This is wooden teeth white. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. Don't this is the day. slaves ain't eating three days. Who cares? White. Goodness. Am gracious. I lying? He's white. This is white. White. Jesus Christ, man. 
This is the man. When people talk about the man, the man holding you back. <laughs> That's the man. <laughs> this is the man. This, is, this right here could be a picture of the man. This is what the man looks like. If you've never seen what the man looks like, this is what the man looks like. This is a day I miss being on Revolt TV just because I want y'all to see what the man looks like. All okay? Right. All right. Well, Jesus. up next, ask C&E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, oh, call C&E yes, and, right now. And I just want to say salute to uh, all the Jehovah Witnesses out there. Okay? If any of y'all have ever felt harassed or forced to pledge allegiance, uh, you might be entitled to compensation. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Ask C&E. 800 When you were a Jehovah Witness, did you go ring people's doorbells? I damn sure was out in field service on Saturdays. Absolutely. So what would make you stop ringing the doorbells? Like, because, you know, sometimes we close the shades, we turn off the lights, but... I, well, honestly, I don't remember doorbells back then. We just was knocking on doors. I, you know, I, we was going to trailer parks and stuff like that. I grew up in a single wide trailer, so I don't remember like ringing doorbells. I don't remember knocking on doors. But yes, I definitely did field service on uh, Saturdays. Okay. When I was a Jehovah's Witness. All back right. in the days. Well, Ask C&E is next. 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, bro. It's time to ask C&E. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to ask C&E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit us. Hello, who's this? This is Terrence down here in Newport News. How y'all doing? What's seven, happening? Five, seven. What up, Terrence? What up, man? I got a question for y'all. Y'all married just like I am. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is it, after this Chris Rock and Will Smith thing, I want to know, is it possible for a wife or a girlfriend to feel comfortable and safe that you go protect her if she witness you not protect yourself? Well, what does protecting yourself look like, King? Tell me what that looks like to you. Right, and I'll tell you what I'm it looks old, like to me. Oh, uh, I'm in an old generation where your father tell you the worst thing a man can do to disrespect you is smack. I'd rather you punch me than smack me. And if, now you can't even argue with your wife because you get loud with her. The first thing she's going to say is, don't break bad with me. You ain't break bad when you smack the taste out your mouth. You gotta live with that now. That's that's terrible. Yeah, I th- that's not what protecting a, a woman to me is, or protecting a woman to me is, you know, making sure that, you know, you're doing the work on yourself to show up to be the man that you need to be. Like, are you in there? Are you in therapy? Do you know how to properly deal with your emotions? You know what I well, mean? You're absolutely right. But just think if you go somewhere and somebody get loud. You think she's going to feel comfortable you go protect her? Yeah, you I think, think something it, happened to you like that. I think it's a different situation. Uh, I, I, Will Smith and Chris Rock were actually friends. I mean, they worked with movies together. They knew of each other. And that, was, yeah. that was on one of the biggest stages. So I, I don't think you could compare that to if we just in the street and somebody comes up to me and smacks me in front of my, my daughter or my or my wife. So hey, I think it's two well, totally different sense. situations. Hey, also, it is too, King. Now, what if... You're a person who can't control their emotions and you're dealing with a lot of hurt and you're dealing with a lot of pain. So whenever somebody pops off, even if it's something light, you react in that way and you just out smacking people or punching people. And then that person decides to pull a gun out and then kills you, blows your mother effing brains out. That's not protecting. Right. Will Smith ate a lot. He's been successful all his life. He smiled at everything. So you got to expect him to go off sooner or later because he could never be himself. He always got to be that image. That is so true. Sooner or later, you know, it go, it go come out sooner or later. And I think that's all that happened. And I love both of the brothers. And I appreciate y'all. I love I both. Of, I love both of them too, man. And I can't. I want both of them to continue to continue on their journey of healing. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? What up? What up? It's Ali. All right, what's your question for C and E? Yeah, I got a question. My first question is for Charlemagne. Yo, Charlemagne, how come every time you're giving out the donkey of the day, you got the days wrong? 
Today is Thursday the 31st, not Friday the 31st. What did I say? Friday the 31st. I might have Friday the 31st. I might have I might have some type of burger, man. I don't know. I'd be kind of burger. I, I'd be seeing what's the burger? burger. Asburger? Yeah. I'd be seeing <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I thought the day was Thursday, March 31st. He said oh, Friday. I said Friday. Thursday, I don't know why I do that. I'm gonna be honest. I see people say that all the time on the YouTube comments. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even realize I be saying it. Like he ain't got an iPhone yeah, that tells he, him the date. Last week, he, he does well, it all the time. Your uncle getting old, bro. What's up, bro? What, I'm 43. What's your other question, brother? Okay. <laughs> Yo, Evie, I got a, I got a problem, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see, man. Like, how can I? I got an 80 percent and I got a 20 percent. I'm trying to see how can I get my 80, my 80 Sean, my 80 John. Trying to see how she could give me a hundred. I'm I'm tired of running. You should know nothing about this, Envy. I don't know what he's talking about. You should know nothing about this. You you shouldn't even understand this math he's talking. I don't understand none of this math. What are you talking about? You a happily married man, a faithful black man. What are you talking about? He is. A faithful black man. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, King. I know math. I'm going with the 80 all day, every day. I'm the eight, and I'm trying to go with the 80 all day, every day, but the 20 keep calling. How can I stop? You're, you're, you're an idiot. You wouldn't take 20% <laughs> of your paycheck, would you? If your boss you came to you right not. now and said, I'm going to give you 80% of your paycheck or 20% of your which paycheck, one you which one you taking? Come on, now. That, that's an easy question. Bro. So it should be easy, easy in this situation, too. Get off my damn phone. What's wrong Calling with us talking about math we don't know. We faithful man, black I got men. 80 and the 20. I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know about, about that damn math. 80, 20. I what is that? I know 100, exactly. 100% faithful to our wives. Know what this man talking 80, about. 80, 20. Dumbass. All right. <laughs> Ask CNE. 800 If you got questions for CNE, call us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Hey. Ask 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call us right now. And now, listen. Solomon, a couple of, well, before you get into uh-huh. what you say, a couple of people called uh, and had a question about your knees. My knees. Wanted to know how your knees were. My knees are fine. What you talking about? Y- yesterday you were dancing. Remember you dropped Bruh, Don't play with me. I'm a dancing, man. <laughs> I was a stallion before there was stallions out here. What you what talking about? What are you talking about? I grew up in the Uncle Luke era. You hear me? Oh, my God. All right? Before y'all was doing twerking and everything else, we was out here with the 69 boys, okay? All right. Tootsie rolling. All right. Butterflying. What you talking about? Well, how unk knees? Right. Unk knees built for this. It's in, my, it's in me, not on me. What the hell is wrong with y'all? It's in you, not Why on y'all you. out y'all damn mind asking me about my knees? Please. Now, listen, uh, Omar Epps and Charles Murray was here last hour. They got a movie coming out in theaters this weekend called The Devil You Know. Uh, you heard me and Envy say at the end we was going to um, you know, get a theater. Correct. So people can go see it. So if you're in New York City, man, um, AMC Bay Plaza in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Okay. BX. Hit up power1051fm.com right now for your chance to get passes to go see the new Omar Epps movie, The Devil You Know. Okay, it's a special screening. When is it, Eddie? Eddie! You just said when When the screening? Tomorrow? What is the screening? Tomorrow? Yes, the screening is tomorrow. So AMC Bay Plaza in the Bronx. Hit up power1051fm.com for your chance to get passes uh, courtesy of me and Rashawn. That's right. And all you got to do is when you click to site, uh, you'll see Omar Epps' face. Just click that link and you just click to enter. There you go. All right. And that's in the Bronx. AMC Bay Plaza Cinema 13 Mm, mm, in the mm, Bronx. And that's mm. to see the screener for the devil you know. And don't ever, don't worry about the fact that I say the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. All right. You'll be fine. All right. When we come back, right. we got more Ask C&E. Relationship advice or any type of advice, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to Ask C&E.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of C and E. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Denise. Hey, hey. good morning. What's your question for C and E? Hi, C and E. Oh, my God. Now, I need y'all to be super serious. I know y'all joke around a lot. <laughs> we serious. Right, go. We're always serious. Go you, on, come go. on. All right. So, I met this guy in L.A. I live in the East Coast. I'm not going to say just in case he's listening. I live on the East Coast. Okay. What it is at that point. Um, in the beginning, I mean, this guy is super nice. Uh, we communicate really good. We click. We have a lot of things in common. I'm, and I didn't want to like him because he's on the West Coast. But, you know, I had a conversation with him. And I was like, listen, you're really likable. What, what are we doing? Um, he didn't answer me when I asked him that question. He kind of got quiet. So I kind of shut the whole situation down, and I was like, you know what, you're a cool person, but you know, I'm here, you're there, let's go on about our lives. So he called me yesterday, and he was pleading for the relationship. He was like, what are you doing? He was like, I don't care if you're in New Jersey. He was saying all the right things. He was like, it's not that I'm not interested. I want to let you know now that I'm interested. I'm busy, but let me let you. And he also told me I need to be calling him, but I felt like. I'm following his lead. But what does he do? What does he do? What, what does he do for a living? He's he's an entrepreneur. He's in the fashion industry as well as the music industry. I mean, I always feel like you you can always make time for somebody you care about and you love. I mean, it, it ain't nothing to make a quick phone call or a quick text or a quick little something just to tell you I'm thinking about you. I always feel that. Like if you really want something, you really love it, you really thinking about it. It ain't nothing to make a little time for that throughout the day, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he said some of everything yesterday to try to save what we were trying to build. He's like, listen, he said I actually hurt his feelings because he felt like I gave up on him. And I don't think that he was finessing me, but I was like, you know what? Again, I'm here. You're there. I don't want he and he's really likable. I think you need to make sure that man ain't got a whole other family in L.A. Absolutely. That's what I think you need to do. Because, I mean, we all work a lot. I work a lot. Charlamagne works a lot. But we still find time to throughout the day just to call. I call my wife just to tell her I'm thinking about it. Or I call my That's kids right. just to check up on them. And and I got a zillion of one jobs. And Charlamagne does as well. But if you really love somebody, you really care, you find that time. Unless he can't because he's with his other family. That's right. And, and if he it, can't necessarily get away. And if that man is with his other family, you need to leave that man and her. And, and you need to leave that lady husband alone. Oh, no. We, that's not Charlamagne, don't play with me. <laughs> what? What? I even, I'm just asking. I'm just saying hypothetically. I don't know. Right. But you do need to find out if you got a whole other situation going on because Envy is right. You know, we make time for what we make want to make time for. There's no reason in 2022 to not be able to keep constant communication. FaceTimes, Zooms, something. Yeah, you should start FaceTiming in, in, in wild times. Like FaceTime like early in the morning to see, you know, if he's in bed by himself, FaceTime at that's night. That's right. Just wild times just to see. And if you don't answer, if you don't answer, times, you know what it is. That's right. He don't answer. Stop interrupting that man's family time. Yo, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Have I'm a good serious. one. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy that you were serious with me. We are. We're okay. always serious. Why do people think we're not serious? I don't know. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? This is Sierra from Toledo. Toledo. What's your question for CNE? <laughs> um, I just trying to figure out how my man, he treats me so good, but he can't stop cheating. And I'm just not <laughs> sure what it is. Don't laugh, man. It's a pain. It's not funny because no, it it's not. How many times, not how many times did you catch him it's cheating? It's not funny. Mama? At least 10 times. Whoa. Whoa. Years. In eight years? Are y'all married? Two. In two years, we not married, but we live together. My G, my G, my G, my G. So he got five years. He's averaging five cheating, five <laughs> cheats a year. Correct. That's five what you're telling us right now. 
Yeah, like, come on. How old are you? I'm 28. How old is this man? He's 29. Why is this? Why can't you let him go? Tell me, got, after yeah. 10 cheats now in two years. Point, you got to let him go because he understands you won't leave, so he's going to keep doing it to you until you change your behavior. I need to hear how good the penis is, though. What? Come on, tell me. What? I mean, it's amazing. I know. That's all it is. That's the only thing. <laughs> got you going crazy out here. You out here dramatized. You're not telling me why he's cheating. Because you're, you're allowing it, honestly. If you decide you won't take it anymore and you out, then he will understand it. But the fact that you keep forgiving him and allowing him to come back in the house. Envy, stop. That's the truth. No, it's not. It, it, she, yes, listen, it this man has been with 10 different girls in two years. She's just one of them. You're not even really his girlfriend, Don't boo. say that. He lives with her. No, he don't. He do? Charlamagne. Yeah, he lives with me. It's probably because he's a homeless sexual. All right? He probably ain't got no other place to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. He probably out? ain't got no other place to be. All right. Why would he? Why, why would he be living with you? How does he? What does he? When does he have time to cheat if he lives with you? Exactly. When I go to work. He don't even got a job. Not that I know of. This right. man's Come penis on, is amazing. Come on, mama. He, he doesn't have a job. He, you live, <laughs> this man, you. this you man's penis is a crap. You pay his no, you pay his cell phone bill. It gets to the point where you just gotta say no, enough is enough. You, you, I mean, he do pay the bills. I will say that. Oh, he's he a drug dealer. The bills. the bills are paid. Is he a drug dealer? Possibility. You're going to jail and you're going to have a heartbreak. <laughs> now, nah, you got you to gotta let go because you don't want to be in a, in a predicament where he brings you home something that you don't necessarily want. Like herpes, right. gonorrhea. Conspiracy HIV, charges. Conspiracy charges. Like, it, it's, it's enough, enough. And he keeps doing it because you just won't leave. And he understands that he'll say sorry and you'll stay. You got you, no now to the point where you just got to be like, you got to do what's best for you, sis. It's the best penis you ever had in your life? Then why you keep asking her? <laughs> you weak. Damn. God damn. Does it at least give you good conversation to go along with it? It do be. It's just like a fairy tale and then pop. Damn. Man, salute to that king, man. No, he desired. That king. Mama, you know what you, Mama, you know what you got to do. That king. I remember when I was a young toxic nigga. Stop it. Okay. Lord have mercy. Mama, you know what you got to do. You hear me? No, she don't hear you. She ain't trying to hear Te you. Text him it's right Thursday, Friday, text, tomorrow. Text him right now. Tell him, to, tell him you're not going to do this anymore. He what? He's grabbing, my phone. He trying, he's grabbing my phone right now. Let me talk to this king. Oh, boy. Come on, I want to talk to you. Yo. Peace, king. How you doing, brother? What's up, big dog? Why bro, you, you wildin', yeah. bro. You wildin'. Yeah, why you out there playing with that girl's emotions, man? I ain't playing with her, but every female need to understand they play too, and there would be less confusion there. Arguments, I think. I think she would respect you more if you had a job, King. You know what I'm saying? Like you, got you can't. A job. No, she said he don't got a it's job. It's not a legal job. <laughs> I'm a barber. <laughs> oh, you're a barber. Oh, okay. Do you have your license? <laughs> that ain't funny. I'm, do you have your license? He ain't got his license. If you don't got your license, it's still an illegal job, bro. She caught you ten times in two years. So there's a couple of times she ain't catch you, bro. Come on now. If she a good woman, you gotta chill the f out. You living with her, your clothes is dead. You gotta chill out, bro. Do you like her? Yeah, she all right. Oh, girl, if you don't kick that out your car right now, <laughs> right now, get I don't, out. right now, get his out. pull over and drop him off. Get out. We just joking. We don't want nothing toxic. <laughs> Y'all handle this later on. Wow. All right. Well. I don't know what to tell somebody like that. When a person is dematized in that way, okay, and the man done cheated 10 times in two years, 
she'll come around one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day she'll but realize. You, but you don't want to be the guy that does it one last time and you lose her, and then three years down the line, you'll be like, that was the best thing I have, and or, I lost it. Or, 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 or what? He could one day evolve and become the man that she has always wanted him to be. That is, it has happened to the worst of us. All right. <laughs> I am living proof. Okay. You didn't get. Cool. No, I never had no oh, five. Okay, right. I never had no ten, ten in two times. years. That's no. just ridiculous. That's just nasty. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. It's disgusting. Ten in two years. You just out here wilding. You don't care nothing about your penis. You out here ten in time. Ten in two years in this era? No, he got caught with ten, so it might have been twenty. Whoa. Whoa. In this era? No, no. Anybody got time for that? No, no, no. You get chlamydia, computer viruses, all types of stuff. You ain't got time for that. Computer viruses. You, you don't want your penis to get hacked. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Soldier Boy. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Soldier Boy turns into Big Draco. He wants to know why Lil Durk, why the Migos ain't returning his calls. <laughs> why are you yelling? I don't know. I want to get my Soldier Boy's voice. I'm always doing a song with a before they get signed. Then once these get famous, I, can, I can't even get a song from these no more. But when y'all was in the hood and ain't nobody know who the fuck y'all was, I was doing songs with y'all Chief Keith. Lil Dirk, Migos, Famous Dicks. Only I did a song with now was Rich the Kid. ain't real. I'm still having this still having motion. Really don't need no song with you All you gotta do is look up Soldier Boy Lil Dirk Eater. This man, first mixtape. I'm talking about nobody knew who Lil Dirk was. Nah, get a record deal. Where the fuck my feature back at? Don't play with Big Draco. Why Soldier Boy always sound like he giving closing arguments? In a, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just say guilty. Guilty to all everybody he just named, okay? All right, well. You he, should return the favor, though. If Soldier did look out for y'all in that way, you know, um, before y'all got popping, you should return the favor later on in life. Mm -hmm. You should, but if you don't, you know, it is what it is. But oh. you should. All right, now Issa Rae, there was rumors that Issa Rae is pregnant. Why did they say that? I don't know. Well, she responded. She says, I am not pregnant. F you very much. Let a bitch eat, drink, and be merry. That's one of the worst things you can say to a woman, man. Tell a woman, you know, when, bro, congratulations, or, you know, when you're expecting and she ain't even pregnant. Boy. I, learned, I learned my lesson. I did that one Boy. time. We was on a plane and a radio personality was on there with me and I was like, yo, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? She said, for what? I said, pregnant. She was like, I ain't pregnant. I said, oh. All jokes aside, Never it's so again. disrespectful. And I mean this in, in a real way. It's just like saying fat bitch. What? It's that disrespectful. I'm serious. That's the equivalent. Taylor, am I lying? And somebody walk to you and be like, damn, you pregnant? That's disrespectful, right? That's just like calling a woman a fat B, right? It's pre I'm yes. telling you. That's disrespectful, yo. Well, uh, I ain't doing this one. This one just, uh, no. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. No, Let me just, see. it was just a bad transition. No, 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 See, I'm glad. See, that's growth right there. That's growth. Even though I got to show the people the headline, at least on the camera. But just to know what we did not, we decided not to discuss after that segue. Should I show? Yes. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Don't do it. You know what? I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put that energy out there. All right, nope. Nope. Whoa, that'd have been a hell of a segue. Whoa. Boy, they'd have thought you was being a real asshole on this radio this morning. You hear me? Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Damn. Nope. Nope. Not doing that one. Mm -mm. 
You just want to say what it is, though? No, nope, the, the, I do not. The top nope, context? Nope, nope, nope. nope All right. People's nope, Choice mixes up next. Nope, I got therapy today. Five, okay, five, this is the type of stuff we discuss in therapy. I thought you had therapy on Friday. No, I got it today, actually. This is, a, this, this is stuff we discuss in therapy. I'm not doing that. All right. 800-585-1. I want to, though. I want to, too, but I ain't doing it. I ain't messing with you. But I'm going to get my laugh soon as this. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to laugh at this. 800. Taylor, come here. You saw this? <laughs> You saw it? Okay. 800. <laughs> Nick, you saw it? You saw what we didn't come in. Okay. You want to see, you want to see what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about okay. it. Okay. 800 585 the People's Choice mixes up next. We're going to start it off with Nipsey. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here with news from one of. They just partnered with the Grammy Awards for exclusive NFTs, and you can win a pair of tickets to fly out the next year's Grammys simply by claiming a free NFT at oneof.com. For rules and to claim your free NFT, visit oneof.com by 7 p.m. April. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout out to Omar Epps for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to the good brother Omar Epps and Charles Murray. And also Charles Murray for stopping through with him. Yeah, they got a movie coming out this weekend called The Devil You Know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Envy and I, we have a theater for you to go see it at. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go to a special screening of The Devil You Know tomorrow at AMC Bay Plaza in the Bronx, just go to power1051fm.com right now for your chance to get passes. Okay? That's right. You'll see Omar Epps' face. Just click the link on his face and uh, definitely register and you could be in the building. All right? When we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note, man. You know, today is the three-year. Um, it's been three years since our good brother Nipsey Hussle, you know, transitioned. So this quote is from the late, great Nipsey Hussle, man. Uh, if you look at the people in your circle and don't get inspired, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 